Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's on Disney Plus podcast. In this week's show, we're going to be talking about all of the big news of the Disney Plus this week, which was loads. We had um, Hamilton, we've got to talk about Percy Jackson. We're going to be talking about a new movie called Cloud, giving our thoughts on um, It's a Dog's Life, and all of the new movies that are going to be coming in June. So let's jump into it first off into some of the housekeeping. Just a quick and um, big thank you to everyone who is a patron. Um, Andrew, Giuseppe, Joshua, Julie, and What's on Netflix for all of your support really make all of the difference with keeping the podcast going. Um, also for uh, Patreon users, you're going to be getting um, early access to our retro review for May, which is going to be The Princess Bride, which we're going to be actually recording straight after this. So they'll be getting access to that for a week before everybody else does as a little bit of a perk. Also, just um, a quick apology for last weekend's podcast going up um, a couple of days late. There was a major problem with Zoom where I couldn't actually download the podcast we recorded it as per normal and i sat there waiting for it and waiting for it normally it takes minutes monday morning it turned up <laughs> um, so there was major problems with the whole network it wasn't just, there were so many podcasts and tv shows and stuff affected from this but hopefully i just checked then and the, the status is okay so i was like come on we've recorded it. it was even worse when you've actually recorded it and then you, you can't get it up but there we go so let's move on and jump into the big news which i think really it's hard to tell this week of which one was the bigger news, Percy Jackson or Hamilton, because the reactions in our Facebook group and online were very, actually I'd say Percy Jackson that one out, actually. So we'll start with that one. Um, the, there's been talking about for a number of months, but the uh, writer of the book series uh, went on Twitter, put out a little video saying that he's working on uh, a series and they're going to be doing out of the five books, each book is going to be a season. So there's probably five seasons. And he even tweeted a picture that I think it was either yes, overnight that he's just started writing the script or the screenplay. So this is still in the very much in the early stages, but a lot of people are excited about this one because obviously we've got those first two Fox movies, but they never went on and did the other three. The first one just got added in the UK yesterday and the other one is going to be coming in June. Been kind of drifting on and off, but I'll be honest, I've never actually seen it. But what did you think of this news when this got announced? I'm pretty interested in it, honestly. I never saw the movies either. I kind of got warned away from them by people who had read the books. I haven't read the books, but that wasn't because of the content. I have a hard time reading books that are written in the first person. And from what I remember, that's how these are written. Uh, so never read them, but I'm always interested in mythology. I love uh, seeing how that kind of integrates into this story. So I'm pretty excited for this. And I, I was very actually surprised to hear that this uh, was going through at all because I know that the writer, um, uh, Rick Riordan, yeah, yes, I'm not yeah. sure how to pronounce his last yeah. name, but uh, he was very vocal about the mm. movies when they came out uh, and had very scathing things to say about mm. uh, the, the script and what they had done to his story and how they mauled it and changed it. And I figured either he was never going to trust Hollywood again or mm. Hollywood was never going to trust him again because you don't yeah. want the writer of your movie uh, bad-mouthing it. But obviously they came to some sort of agreement with Disney and hopefully well, that means these are pretty accurate to the books. Well, also he's got, I think he's got a very good, because um, I'm pretty sure, uh, I'm trying to make, um, he's actually got a lot of books being published by Disney. So I think he's actually quite... Um, a well-known, he's obviously done a lot of books, but I think ultimately sometimes going back and, you know, letting sure the creators got full control, not necessarily is always, sometimes it can be a bad thing, but in this case, he never got to see the actual end of it. He never got to see it done properly. And I think fans are just clamoring for that, um, like the whole thing rather than just this little bit. And I think really a TV show about kind of 12, 13 roads with superpowers, um, big brand name, big at attachment rate because of the amount of people that have read the books. This just feels like a, a proper Disney Plus show to get, get, they get mainstream audiences in. And I think this is exactly what they need right now. And I think we're finding that books do translate to series better than to movies a lot of time. Because for a two-hour movie, you have to cut a lot out and you lose context, you lose nuance. Uh, and we've, we've seen that over and over again. There are exceptions, of course, Lord of the Rings being the obvious one. Mm -hmm. But having the 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 series the the room to grow and breathe and develop subplots and and some of the side characters who aren't as uh important as the main character i think that really gives tv an advantage 
That, that's not to say it's automatically going to be good because it's TV, but I think the opportunity is, is more there. So yeah. this is big news and I'm looking forward to it. I just had a quick look here on the Disney books, because um, um, they do a lot of publishing of books and they literally, uh, it's like five pages of nearly 15 to 20 books of so many different offshoots and like little books and classified stuff. So he's been, I think he's been kind of part of like the Disney book side of things for so long that maybe they're going, well, this guy, he knows this stuff. Let's let this guy have a little bit more control over it. Um, and I also think right now we're in a stage where Disney's not in the, and I'm going to we'll talk about this a bit later on, but I think they've kind of grown a bit over the last few months of getting a bit more, they're getting more control over what they're doing. They've got more, and I say they've probably got a lot more clout the, the you know all the guys that are running it and stuff like that now they can kind of go well we have got you know 55 million subscribers you know we, we can spend some money now <laughs> and it's just like it's no longer um oh you guys are costing us a fortune now it's like oh yeah you know how all your businesses are closed well we're <laughs> you want to give us some money <laughs> there's there is certainly that um yeah. and then there's also you know once you get the the order for the the, the episodes you know you're going to get the whole season because they don't yeah. cancel streaming shows halfway through at least they haven't yet that could always happen in the future i suppose uh, but they've also got we got a lot of uh name recognition going with the mandalorian and and mm. we showed with the mandalorian that we are willing to to put actual effort into these shows these aren't just uh get the name on it and throw it out there kind of nonsense and i also think as well if you've got like five five books of five seasons it's basically a five-year road layout for disney plus you know that could cover you from maybe 2023 right through to like 2028 and then they start doing some offshoots you know they could have a big franchise here for and i just think it's great i mean you got everyone's gonna remember this could be this is you know he's literally she showed the first page of the script i mean i suspect he's probably done a bit more than that but you know we're still only in script zone so there's a lot more a lot of work so it's gonna be a while before anything but literally it was like the reaction to this online i was like whoa okay because sometimes these things happen where you put something out there and you go wow that's a lot more popular than um i was expecting because if you're not in the if you've never read the books because i don't think they were you know they weren't around when, when we were kids and so therefore it kind of you can completely miss out on an entire whole thing. I think Harry Potter kind of led on from that. But yeah, and I think this is just great news all around. It's exactly what Disney Plus needs. Um, so moving on from there, um, a big news as well, and this one definitely caught um, a lot of us off guard, was Hamilton. Um, only er- I think it was only earlier this year that they announced that they've kind of got they've got this the rights for making a Hamilton movie, but also the Hamilton stage show they filmed a few years ago in New York. It was a special screening. It was kind of like with people, without people on set, like a camera or like a film, but then not like a film. And it was very unique. And it was sat in the can and it was going to be released in October 2021. And I remember at the time kind of going, wow, that's a long way out for a thing that was filmed in 2016. But it was going to bring some big, money in and well now they kind of sorted out a deal to bring it to disney plus on july the third just in front of independence day and it's going to be global it's going to be all over the place for that on there and this one again just really got everyone's i think we've got so used to hearing delays and delays and delays and delays to have something pulled forward from the cinema nearly 14 15 months earlier um big news big hit for disney plus i think it, it we don't yet know um looking at some further detail into this, there's still going to be like DVD and video uh, sort of releases for this. There's still, I think even planning on releasing it in cinemas next. I think they might not even, they might even keep with that release date. Um, I don't know. I think there's gonna be a lot of movies out next year. Maybe they felt like they needed to pull, pull some back, but I thought, yeah, that's a really big, bold move to do that. And I'm going to be honest. I wouldn't be at all surprised if that Beatles one does something similar, if they can kind of, Pull something right with that one because I think that, but there's a lot of people now talking about the movie or this Hamilton. You know, you know, there's a bit of swearing in it. Apparently, it's rated PG 13. Um, Lin Manuel has already said he's quite happy to do a little bit of editing to get out some of the swear words a little bit. Um, if it means he can reach a larger audience, I think they're quite happy with it. I think there might still be a little bit in it, but a PG 13 will allow for that. And yeah, this I just thought this is such a nice big heavy hitter for July because ultimately they've already used up frozen two, which I think would have been coming in July anyway. 
So yeah, just big news. What did you think of it? Yeah, this is huge, honestly. Uh, Hamilton was, of course, a, a huge hit on Broadway mm-hmm. a number of years ago, and is Even still London, yeah. at London. All all the major uh, musical venues, it, it sells out still to this mm-hmm. day. Uh, my mom still tells the story of how she was able to score tickets to Hamilton during a blizzard in Boston, like because yeah. uh, nobody could get there, and she was like in a hotel two yeah. streets down from it. So she bought them really cheap off of uh, Ticket uh, yeah. Ticketmaster or something. Ticket tax. And I usually have them there. Yeah. Whatever it was, and yeah. she, and, she, and that is one of her Christmas stories. Where, like I got tickets to Hamilton. It's like that's pretty pretty big clout there so the fact that it's coming to disney plus and will be accessible mm. for everybody for people who have only heard the hype or maybe i have i've literally had no knowledge of this i knew I, it was popular i knew no one could get tickets for it but i didn't know really i didn't know i don't know a single song i the first time i've ever really heard of sort of was until uh, moana i'd never heard of the guy really to be honest and maybe again a movie about breaking up from England. Maybe that was yeah. why we didn't cover it so much over here. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it is very much an American property. Not yeah. just the content of it, but also the style of singing within it. Because it draws from more American influences. This isn't yeah. Les Mis or Wicked or, or something like yeah. that. This is uh, much more hip-hop, urban style. Well, we gave you Cats last year, so I can't really complain too much on that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, we've got Wicked coming up too. If you want a more traditional, I, I, oh, we've, we've, I have actually gone and seen Wicked on London in, and ah, oh, it's that's can't wait for that one. But I, I, yeah. I saw it in Chicago, and I, I really love that one too. I'm looking forward to that as well. But it is a very different style from Hamilton, yeah. and it, it'll be interesting to compare and contrast the two. And one thing is like with Hamilton is I'm actually quite looking forward to. Um, that's gonna be something I'm gonna sit down with my wife and go look. Like this is something you you are gonna like. You know, it's like this is a, a stage show, you know, because more often than not, she looks at the stuff and goes, yeah, it's not for me. But Hamilton, and they're going, this is going to be something you need to watch with. You know, we'll watch this on on that Friday. Yeah, I'm just really, really, I think this one's such a big move. It's got a lot of clout to it. Um, yeah, so I'm just, it's hard to imagine really at the minute of going, okay, this, this week they have just been batting out that Disney Plus has got a lot. But they've got a lot of competition going on at the minute. Uh, there's a, there might be a, a little small company you, you might have heard of. Could, was it could be? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, it Freeform is going solo and open. No, not really. Um, yeah. Now th- there is a new service launching very very soon, but we don't have many yeah. details about it, which is a little yeah. H- HBO Max. I mean, we're gonna have to keep. I'm keeping an eye on it um, primarily because there's, I think there's gonna be a lot of 20th Century Studios movies on there, and we're gonna gonna need to be monitoring what's going. You know, things like Spies in the Skies and Call in the Wild in the U.S. is more likely to end up on HBO Max for a while until that whole deal ends internationally. It's not quite so clear cut. But moving on from there, um, another movie that got announced this week was a new dr- uh, movie called Clouds. Now. This one is going to be coming in the fall, and it's all about um, a kid called um, Zach um, Soborek, and he ended up getting um, a rare sort of cancer and ended up releasing this video online um, called Clouds, which ended up going like massive YouTube hit, massive hit, went to like number one on iTunes. And then his wife, it's not his wife, his mum then wrote a book all about his story. And so they've turned the book into a movie, and it stars... uh, Finn Argus as Zach also stars Sabrina Carpenter as his best friend. They've also got Nev Campbell and um, Thomas Everett Scott in there as his parents. But what's interesting as well, this one, this one managed to get completely filmed before the virus hit. It's actually been made by Warner Brothers. They brought this one. They've literally gone out and brought a movie for Disney Plus. And it's the first uh, like acquisition they've made from the movie side of things. They've done it with... Uh, TV shows, for example, a lot of people might not know this, but Diary of a Future President was actually made by CBS. You know, this is this is something they're going to be doing anyway. They'll be buying TV shows in. So, hello, Sony, we need some TV shows. But yeah, this was like, oh, this came out of nowhere, but it also shows maybe Disney are looking go, yeah, we need a few things to sort of fill out the, the this year. That and they they tend to want to to branch out a bit. You can normally tell a Disney made show or movie. Yeah. Uh, just on basic factors and having uh, separately made 
shows, movies that they can bring into the lineup gives them a little bit more range and, and lets a different voice get heard. Uh, yeah. That kind of thing. It was strange because I was like, going, well, why would Warner Brothers sell it when you've got your own HBO Max coming out and you could have sold it as an original? It's just, it was a bit like, but at the end of the day, if Warner Brothers are going, yeah, you're going to pay us more money than we're going to, yeah, yeah, you can have it. It's not really, it's not really going to work for us. But again, just more lineup. I think we're going to start seeing more of this. I think Disney are starting to get a little bit more uh, faith in Disney Plus and realizing that there is a lot of important things. But this just kind of feeds into this. Again, this is like a drama, obviously with teenagers, but they're in, I think they're like 17, 18, so they're a bit older. So I thought that was good. And I'm thinking, okay, so we've got that. We've had Hamilton. Um, we've got the Taylor Swift um, concert coming to Disney Plus as well on Monday. Um, uh, so that's going to be international, but it's only going to be a limited run. So that one's going to be running. Um, so we don't know how long limited is, but I just thought at the minute, okay, you guys have kind of, you're dropping in some much less like Disney things, which I I think is a good thing for mainstream audiences. Yeah. You need to have some things that, that aren't traditional Disney, as long as they don't go like too far into the R territory, which should drop onto Hulu instead. Yeah. Uh, but that big complaint back when it launched, everything is PG or G and adults were looking for something with a little more intellectual substance to them. And now they're starting to get them. It just, it just, it was quite a, you know, when we think of like, I think it was February when we were like, or, you know, high fidelity has been moved and love Victor's been moved and it's can't be anything above a PG. And they were getting a bit, and everything's been, everything was being canceled. All these shows are being, because it wasn't, and it was like, they've had a, they've had a complete reshuffle and reorganized how they're kind of organizing themselves. And I think they, I think they listened to that feedback. I think they heard a lot of feedback on social media from people going, and maybe with surveys and stuff of going, Oh, hold on a minute. We've gone a little bit too far as much as we wanted to keep everything for Hulu. But you know, the amount of people that subscribe to Disney plus now, and it just keeps growing and growing and growing. I mean, one uh, prediction from one, analysts at the minute is predicting maybe 200 and 200 plus million subscribers by 2025 now and the number just keeps growing and growing and growing and they're looking at it going they we need to we need much more content than just disney channel and national geographic yeah and also world events have kind of indicated that there's a lot more people staying at home and they they're going to be watching the things with their kids Mm. uh so you've got things that aren't going to just kind of destroy the brains of the adults while the kids enjoy it yeah Uh, and yeah i think they underestimated how many adults were interested in the platform to begin Mm. with i think they they were genuinely thinking okay we've got the mandalorian to keep them entertained but the real focus of the platform is to drop your kid in front of mickey's uh clubhouse or or looking at the trending trending every week i think there's a lot of kids being put in front of mickey mouse clubhouse Not to say they were wrong with that number, but I think they were underestimating how many people wanted to use it than, as more than just keep the kids occupied while you're stuck working from home kind of deal. Yeah, well, I mean, there's been a lot of data this last couple of weeks coming out of like traditional television has satellite and cable has been plummeting through the last 60 days since this whole situation came about of people just leaving cable and satellite in their droves because obviously a lot of people are trying to cut back on money, but it's almost speeded up cord cutting. And I don't think, because everyone's thinking, oh, we're all home and we've got better. like they were all turning to streaming services because traditional television wasn't providing that, you know, the, the flexibility. And now there's a lot of talk about like t- these t- television companies and cables and stuff having to rapidly having to change what they're doing because numbers have just started free falling. Um, I mean, you look at some of the charts of where people have moved from traditional cable over to sort of streaming service. It's just, there's a big dip now suddenly from March onwards. Yeah. And I think we talked about this last week. I think a lot of people don't want to follow the old television model of you will watch whatever is on television right now. Because you're there in the middle of the day and your options are, kind of junk so instead you're just going to go I'll, I'll go watch netflix or i'll go watch disney plus or next week i'll watch hbo max uh instead of family feud or you know yeah this so it's definitely going to be it's all moving around a bit so moving on from there let's um move on to our next topic which is into the unknown the documentary series is going to be dropping um on june 26th 
And this one, again, the whole season is going to be dropping on June 26th. Not just the one episode a week. It definitely feels like Disney have decided that that maybe system is not working quite as well as they wanted. Six episodes, about 30 to 40 minutes each. Um, looking into basically the behind the scenes of how they made it. And be interesting to see where this one goes. Um, it's really kind of, to be honest, there's only really this and Artemis Fowl coming in June. So I'm thinking there might be a little bit more. But I think for Frozen fans, we keep a lot of interested. I'm a little interested to see how this all works and watch it, whether or not we needed six episodes. I mean, we're talking nearly three and a half to four hours on how they made it, and it's a two-hour movie. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not that much different than The Mandalorian in that sense. Like, but Yeah. But we'll see. It depends on how deep of a dive they go into it. Like, if they get into mm. some of the truly technical stuff on how they make these kind of movies, that could be very interesting. And it would even be fun to to watch this and compare it to say some of the making of for uh, chicken little or something like that. You know, back when, when they were first starting with uh, the 3d process, the computer generated process, just to see how things have changed and evolved over that time. You could even do yeah. the first frozen cause it's still been what, eight years, nine yeah. years since that came out. But if you go back to the early 2000s, draw on some of the Pixar's that that process has grown and evolved and changed so much in the last two decades. Yeah, I mean, I've always really been interested in how they make all these shows. So I'm interested to see where, how that works. But I also think it's a good call in some ways for them to kind of go, right, we need to make content. We need to fill up Disney+. Plus. So let's now just start doing behind this, a lot more behind the scenes, revealing the magic, because they know there's an audience there. And essentially, it's a very cheap way of making a, a series with high-end stars in. Because if you look at like The Mandalorian and this, you know, you've got your Josh Gads and you've got your John Favreau's and stuff all doing these different, like, behind the scenes. You'd probably not get them in just to do a, you know, a, a talking show kind of thing. But because they're interconnected and filmed while they're making them, if they're inclined to just do it there and then. So it'll be interesting how the numbers work with The Mandalorian going forward each week with, the, like, the Disney Gallery and then with this season. But I'm just, again, it just shot me of, like, going, okay, now they're doing the drop again. They're doing the big drop of all the episodes. And... Yeah, I've, we might as well we'll move on to that while we um, are here with um, the drop, because they did announce the June lineup for Disney Plus, and there was something I wanted to bring up before we get into this. Looking at the drop now, literally there was four dates every Friday in June. They were doing a big release of new content, but I also noticed when I was putting together July's list. And I would usually go in and then compare the dates to make sure things haven't changed because they've, 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 they've never have. But I thought for some reason, I just thought, well, I better just check the dates to make sure they're okay. And when I went through the list of all those movies that are currently on Netflix and HBO and stuff in the US, all, nearly all of the dates for 2020s have moved to the next Friday afterwards. Some of them have, like Christopher Robin and Ant-Man and the Wasp, have moved the whole week back not the 2021s ones. And I was like, okay, they've shifted everything onto Fridays. They've moved all of the, all the ones that were, had placeholders. They've gone in and changed all of the dates on there. And I was like, oh, okay, this is... And then, then the following day, we then get the drop uh, for June. And it's like, okay, they are really going heavily on this Friday drop thing. I think they're probably noticing that Friday is the good date to do it. Like you can drop stuff on Tuesday, Wednesday, but a lot of people probably aren't going to check them out until the weekend anyway. Mm. Uh, you might get a couple people viewing people in our situation where we're, mm. we're viewing things like that. But you know, people are just used to going, okay, Netflix, they drop everything on the first of the month and Friday. Yeah. We don't even bother looking for new things on Tuesday or Wednesday or anything like that. And I think we're just mm. conditioned for that. So aside from yeah. a special event, like say May the 5th yeah. where, or May the 4th, sorry, where you can... Uh, go okay this, yeah. is a, this is a star wars day we're gonna drop yeah. star wars on may the 4th it just makes more sense to do it on fridays or or to pick a day it didn't have to be friday but yeah. just pick a day so everyone knows this day of the week is when the new things come i mean there's always going to be like exceptions you know like i said we had the uh the taylor swift thing and we had the family sing-along because that's more of a catch-up thing and i think they've even started to realize that maybe there's a lot more effort to be you know they can do that now with disney plus you know they've started that in the last sort of six weeks or so where they've been starting to drop things days after they air on abc rather than the whole well no you've got to wait six months for it because the, the value in it is right now 
And I was like, okay, so also it's going to look better when they kind of go, okay, it's Friday and these are the things that are available today in this, 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 and this. Because when they drop things daily, it gets lost in the shuffle. But it was just very noticeable of that shift. And when all the placeholders changed and then June's drop, and it's like, okay, Friday is the day. There's probably going to be the odd little special here and there. But um, definitely makes Fridays a little bit more fun in terms of how, what content is going to be available, especially when they start doing this drop system of dropping, you know, 10, like next Friday, we've got 15 episodes of the big fib, you know, it's like, uh, okay. So there we go. So moving on. Let's from, talk about that. Yes. Let's talk about the big fib. Yeah, we'll do that. They did actually release um, the trailer for the big fib. Uh, what did you think of it? It certainly was a trailer. Yes. <laughs> I, it was one of those things. Just before we went on air, I was like, uh, "Okay, the big, big trailer fib, or big fib." And I, did I see that? Yes, I did. Did I? And it's like, yes. And then I remember now. I have seen the trailer, and almost like kind of instantly forgettable kind of thing. Of okay, no, I actually watched it twice, and it it was a typical kind of game show. The kids are trying to out work out who who's the expert and who isn't, and it all looks kind of good. It kind of kid kid stuff. A lot of comments when the trailer went up of this looks like a Nickelodeon game show. And um, what is this like? There's not a lot of there wasn't a lot of love for this series yet. I think it's got a lot. Um, and I don't know maybe if the drop is the best thing for this. If get all 15 episodes out, see what the interest is, rather than the week to week drop because 15 episodes would take us right through to what nearly September. I just I don't know if that would have worked, but it's. I'll watch the first episode, but I, that trailer did not sell it to me. I'll be honest. It was not for me. It's not built. And yeah, I, it's, it's difficult to tell, isn't it, with these kind of things? It is. I mean, the, the actual content of the episodes could be better than the trailer. It was only 30 second spot anyway. Yeah. But I have to agree. It, it's very fluffy. It's very um, just kind of building on the uh, kids versus adults yeah. motif and then also adding in that the the very nickelodeon idea of well if you get it right then uh something gross happens and and also they've got like a robot like sidekick and yeah, it's all uh, just like yeah okay um I, yeah. and i'll admit i've got some nostalgia for that kind of show like double dare back in the day or or even something like guts which wasn't a game show but had similar ideas of um you know having gross things involved with it and uh, but even that, I'm just like, eh, you know. The, the, yeah. I was going to say, the one thing that got me with this one was not dropping the trailer till the week before the show came on, and we'd not really heard anything about it, and we'd not really seen... That was always that kind of thing. Of, mm, they're not kind of... When, when you see companies not promoting something before something comes out, sometimes says to me of like, yeah, they are... Maybe they've not got full faith in this, and it's going to pull people in. I... For my view, it was like you're holding on to the trailer and you're dropping all 15 episodes at once and making this big shift. It was like, ooh, have you, is it all right? Is it going to be okay? We'll find out next week. Hopefully kids will like it, but I don't think it's going to be for me personally. No, I don't think it'll be for us. Uh, and we're not the target audience, but no. it is something I could see parents just plopping their kids in front of to, to keep them occupied for a little while, simply because it's new. It's something different. Uh, you know, it's not something the kids have already watched 30 times over and, and possibly driven the, their parents insane with, but I don't think it'll last much longer than that. Uh, you'll get through the 15 episodes and move on to something else. Hopefully by the time yeah. they get through 15 episodes, uh, the next drop will be ready. Yeah. So let's move on to June's drop. So in on June the 5th, we're going to be getting Alaska's uh, Grizzly Gaunt. America's Greatest Animals, Chasing the Equinox, Harry Mandel's Animals Do Things, Seasons 1 and 2, Secrets of Wild India, The Greeks, Weird But True, Seasons 1 and 2, Wild Hawaii, Woman of Impact, Changing the World, and the finale of the Be Our Chef. We've also got a new episode of The Mandalorian, The Disney Gallery. And, of course, we've got to have One Day at Disney and Disney Family Sundays. We've got one of them every single week through the whole – every single Friday before we go in. That thing just now just feels such out of place. It's just like, yeah, it's another Disney Family Sundays. It's like hopefully people are watching it, but I don't know how many they made. Um, and then we've also got It's a Dog's Life, uh, episode four, and – an episode of uh, that month's episode of the Disney Insider, where they take a look at Artemis Fowl, the taste of Disney, and the Runaway Railway. That's definitely seemed to have kind of slid into a monthly 
uh, drop now. But what did you think of that first week? Um, nothing like super must-watch kind of nonsense. But you, you don't want every single week to be uh, you know, a huge drop. You do want sometimes to, to just be like, yep, these are the, the usual things. Here's some new crafts for you to do on the, the Disney show. And uh, here's a, a, a fluff piece documentary that's actually an ad. But you enjoy it anyway kind of thing. Yeah, it definitely feels like now that we're getting into the some of the slightly older National Geographic stuff from the like 20, uh, 2010, 2012. We're getting a few more of the, those older ones. Well, they're kind of, they're, they're old enough that they're still digital and all the rest of it, but they've not gone into the really old stuff yet. They're still in the early bits. Moving on from there for Friday the 12th, we've got Artemis Fowl. So that's going to be the big one that week, um, which... Yeah, I think that one's going to be fantastic. Mighty Med seasons one and two, the Liberty Story and the story of the anime. Oh, sorry, story of the animated drawing and Walt and El Grumpo. So there's actually like um, El, El Grupo. I keep saying Grumpo, it's El Grupo. Um, so we got like three like really old-fashioned 1950s stuff looking at Walt Disney there. So I know that hopefully they arrive <laughs> because that's the issue. But a nice bit of some classic stuff there for some fans. It's always kind of fun to see how people used to think about these kind of things. How, what did people think about Walt when Walt was still at the, the top of his game uh, before you know, the, the various parks were open, things like that? Because Disney back then was a very different brand than it is now. And it's kind of fun to see, well, what did they think was going to happen? What did, what did they think the future... Uh, was going to bring uh, and and how did they think of the stuff that was coming out from Disney at the time? Because it, you know, if it was the 1950s, then the war still wasn't that long ago, and Disney was still kind of recovering yeah. from that. Uh, it it was a different time, different era. Yeah, I just like the fact of them going back and bringing all this stuff in because you know it's for you know, older fans can enjoy it, new fans can kind of go, oh, "What's this?" But also just bulks out that vault aspect of you know this has got a load of older stuff in there as well. Kids might not want to watch it, but why not utilize it? You know, you've, you've got that massive history of shows and movies. Use it. Don't just sit in a vote. Uh, we've also got new episodes of Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian. We've got um, one that week, and then we've got the finale of the week after. Same thing with It's Dog's Life with Bill Farmer. we got um, that every single week right through June. Moving on to uh, Friday, June 19th, the 101 Dalmatians series from 1997, Big Sir, Wild California, Muppet Babies, Playdate Season 1, Schoolhouse Rock Season 1, we've got something from the 70s there, and Tinkerbell and the Pirate Fairy, and as I said, the finale of Disney Gallery. So anything catch your eye from that day? It's, it's fun to see the old Schoolhouse Rock videos. Um, I don't know if they made it over to your, your side of the pond. Uh, th- no. These were things a lot of... Yeah, middle schoolers, high schoolers grew up with even into to when I was going to through those. And these are these are fairly fun little short five to seven minute things. And they cover all sorts of topics from like how do you use a conjunction in a sentence or or what are the you know, what's the difference between a noun and a verb, things like that. But also this something like with Bill of Rights or something like that. Oh uh, yeah, that's the famous one is how does a bill turn into law and, and it's been yeah. parodied in so many different Well things. the thing is I'm coming into it as I only know it, I think from the Simpsons and South Park. I was gonna so, uh, maybe <laughs> Family Guy, because Family Guy did yeah. one of them as well. Yeah, see I've come in I yeah, so I I had no idea what it was when I clicked when I was looking for the YouTube video to see what it was, it's like Ooh, okay. Oh, I think I know what that is. But yeah, that's definitely some old stuff there. It's one of the ones where you're more than likely familiar with the parodies without yeah. having seen the original. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how well these have aged. Obviously, some things don't change. A conjunction has been a conjunction for you know literally centuries. I don't think you have to worry about that being outdated. Uh, but there might be some topics that that have kind of changed over time. I think they did some science topics and we know more, a lot more now than we did back then. Yeah, the, I always think it's that kind of thing fine. that you don't want you, you just because it's out of date. It's like, you know, put it up there. You know, this is an old, just put a warning on at the front saying, you know, this was, you know, and just let people know that things change because things that do have a tendency to do that. Apparently, I think apparently, because this is what got me, because it made me laugh. There was a comment last week on our podcast. I think I referred to the Czech Republic as um, Czechoslovakia. 
Of course, it hasn't been that since uh, like for 20. Of course, you learn these things at school and they stay in, and they stay in your head. You know, Russia was USSR at one point when I was a kid. And, you know, these, sometimes your brain does, and all the kids now that don't think, what will happen to you? All the words that you use, it will mean something completely different in 20 years' time. And you, what you learn now will stick with you and it will stick with you for life. And you kind of retrain your brain into saying something different, like 20th Century Studios. <laughs> I, I've, I've definitely encountered things like that where I'm like, oh, right, that's that's not a thing anymore. Uh, one of my favorite little fun possessions I have, it's actually at the office. I keep it on my desk. So I haven't seen it in months now. It's a, it's a globe. It's a globe. It's about this big. And it was printed so far back that it still says the USSR on it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Stuff like that. And it's fun to, to just put it there and people will come by the desk and I'm like, Oh yeah, wait, what? That country doesn't exist. That country doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is, it is strange because it's like, I think, you know, you, you know, you start hearing of all these things of, and it's, the old names stick in your head, but that's moving, moving on. So J- June the f- uh, 26th on the Friday, we're getting Man in Space and Mars and Beyond. Hopefully we've said that before. Um, again, two classic Disneyland episodes from the 50s. Percy Jackson and the Olympians, the lightning thief. So that one hopefully we should be able to kind of went on and it went off and been on, been off. Season three of uh, Raven's Home, Tarzan one and two will be um, heading over to Disney Plus. And not actually mentioned in the official release was Avengers Infinity War. Though if you look up Disney Infinity War on in Disney Plus in the US, it will say the date. Um, and I'm wondering if they are holding that back for like a second PR beat to kind of go, well, look, we're getting Avengers Infinity War and the rest of the world will go, yeah, we've had it since it launched. <laughs> but but I, can, I, I have a feeling that they feel like that one is an opportunity to kind of get a second um, wave on this one. Yeah, and, yeah, probably. It was also fun watching this week. Um, I think it was Avatar The Last Airbender popping onto yeah. Netflix and everyone in the US going, yay, we've got Avatar and the rest of the world going, we've had that. It's yeah. been on Netflix for months or years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's amazing how often that happens. It also, generally, usually it happens the other way around. But apparently, I think Black Widow, uh, we're going to be getting like a week before you guys again. Um, moving on from there, that's if we want to go cinemas. Um, Into the Unknown, making Frozen 2 will be dropping as well on that same day, along with, as per usual, uh, the shorts and It's a Dog's Life. So that was June, and I was a little bit honest. It was a bit like, hmm... Into the Unknown and Artemis Fowl. Uh, this is about it. It's not a huge... It's a bit... I, I think there's going to be some surprises. I think there's going to be some... It feels like there's something missing there. It's, I don't know. What do you think? They're going to skip Black Widow and we're going to get Doctor Strange uh, Adventures in the Multiverse in June. You're, yeah. They haven't shot it yet. <laughs> uh, they don't have any of the special effects. They might not have a script, but it's coming in June 2020 calling it right now the trouble is right now we're in this weird situation where obviously they can't film anything but having already talked about clouds and hamilton i'm not really putting off the idea that they will buy some stuff speed some bits and pieces up there's it just feels like i've sort of read that and go mm, they've still got time to do, do a couple more maybe one or two extra things throw in there to kind of because while it's all right and you could definitely see like i said each friday they're much more of a mix of Movies and classics, movies and classics. There's, there's new seasons of shows every single week now that they're kind of spreading them out. Um, but you usually end up with a load of people going, oh, there's a load of National Geographic stuff. And then other people go, there's a load of Disney Channel stuff. And it's like, yeah, yeah. And where's, where's the Marvel shows I got promised? I've been missold. And like, you're not getting them yet. <laughs> so moving on from there. Um, Speaking of Marvel, New Mutants now has a release date in cinemas of August 28th. They're, they're still, we're on to, what is it, release date number five or six now? So they keep carrying on with trying to sell this movie in cinemas. Um, people might go see it. I mean, and there's, I think there's definitely some interest in this movie. Uh, but yeah, are you going to go see this one? No. No. <laughs> would you have gone seen it? Would you have gone and seen it had this current situation not been on? I probably would have waited. Well, no, I would. I would have waited yeah. for reviews. Um, gone to a couple of trusted reviewers, and if they said it was acceptable, I'm not even going to set a high yeah. bar for it. If they said it was okay, I probably would have gone and seen it. But if if you hear like, oh, it's a train wreck, it, it's a mess, it's exactly what you expect from a movie that's yeah. been delayed seven times. I, I would have 
waited. Yeah, I was a bit like that with Dark Phoenix. I remember going, you know what? I'm just going to wait. And I watched it and went, yeah, it's all right. But I'm, I, I really, at this precise minute, I'll be honest, I've, I've got no, no idea of going into a cinema in August or July and seeing these movies. And in some ways, I... I don't know about this date. I mean, they might be looking at it going, we're going to get it in, but with California and New York still kind of closing down and they're the major big areas, it's going to be tricky, but nice to see it kind of confirmed of what was going on with it. They've reshuffled a few other dates around, but they've, at a certain point, they've got to start releasing these movies because they're just going to keep stacking them up. But I know like filming, for example, here in the UK, uh, the government have now stated that with social distancing measures, they can now start doing filming. And I think like that's going to start kicking in of where they can film. Obviously, they're not going to fly anybody over to film it here, but things are starting to move back into that zone of starting to film. I think California is a little bit different, but I think obviously in Atlanta, you can go and record down there, but it's getting the stars to those locations and whether or not they want to go, that's going to be the key issue. And, and that is the major issue, because even for movies that I am excited for, let's say Black Widow or, or live action Mulan, I, I'm going to be fairly hard pressed to say I want to actually go to the theaters. I might, I'm, I'm more in line with I'll wait for it to come home. And I, I might not even wait for it to go to Disney Plus. I might you know, rent it off of Amazon or, or video on demand. But the idea of going to a theater uh, within the next six months, if not longer, really is not appealing at all. Do you think they're going to speed up the whole process this winter for um, like video rentals and Disney plus they're going to keep just, you know, maybe it's like a three month period between cinema and then like six weeks later, movie to rent. And then six weeks later, Disney plus because they've, they've kind of used everything up. They're going to have to keep getting it in. Then a lot of people staying out, you know, 40, 50%, say even just 40% of the audience decides to stay at home. The big chunk of money left on the table to go pick up. And yeah, while they want to get you back into cinemas and the theater owners will want to do that, you know, ultimately they, they keep talking about the fact of having to make adjustments and keep changing because everything's changing. But it'll be interesting to see what goes on when these cinemas reopen of who goes back because there's a large portion of the audience that is like, yeah, yeah, I'm going back. I'm going back to normal. And there's a big chunk of people going, nah. I know like our cinemas over here have sort of put into place new ways of buying tickets and stuff when they reopen possibly in July. But it's going to be interesting to see how that all works out. I, it could be interesting to see if we uh, see a, a rise in uh, drive-in theaters. Now, I know, I know they've been fairly popular yeah. during this. I don't, I don't see them like suddenly popping up everywhere, but like here, I'm in Colorado. Once you get outside of Denver, it's open space for miles. Uh, there's plenty of room for these kind of things there. I know there's at least two, not too terribly far from me. Like not, not exactly around the corner, but not far enough away. They'd be like, oh no, it's not worth it. Uh, we'll see if it becomes a little more common. I could see yeah. going to see Black Widow or something like that at a drive-in theater. That, that feels I a little think, more in line. I think, that's, I think the trouble is right now is, because I've seen this get brought up a lot, and unfortunately, it's very much an American thing. Mm, and the rest of the world doesn't really do this. I mean, I think in the UK, we've got like four <laughs> in the whole country. And we haven't got the setup. We haven't got any of the equipment. You know, our company's willing to buy all that equipment for a bit of a fad for six months while people, and, and not be funny, but here in the winter, we're not going to want to be sitting there with our wipers going <laughs> in the rain um, watching it. And I don't know, even like in the US or wherever, like you say, you know, in the winter, in, the, in November, are you going to want to sit in the snow or in, in a cold night in the car? It you depends. Know, that's, that's, you know, in the summer, it's one thing, you know, with, you know, where you got, got the open, all the w open windows and everyone can sit out and kind of have a bit of a party. You know, I'm, I'm, I've only ever seen it on Greece. <laughs> I don't think there'll be parties. I don't think that's going to be part of the equation. Um, it really depends. I mean, mm. if you're in a place like Colorado, yeah, there's certain times a year you're just not going to do it uh, at all because you, know, you roll down the window and snow's going to come in or hail yeah. hail's a problem here but you go a little farther south closer to the equator you mm -hmm. get a little more temperate during the winter i you know texas is a huge state mm -hmm. there's a lot of open area in texas I, I you can't even fathom how much open area there is in, in texas yeah. unless you've driven across it yeah i did it's, it's a big big old state <laughs> it's um, it's a state where you can literally start driving uh and go in a straight line and not leave the state after a full day's of driving 
Yeah, and I think that's I think that's going to be the big thing because I've seen, like I said, I've seen it being brought up, but I think the trouble is, there's a global audience mm-hmm. now that it doesn't that system doesn't exist anywhere else other than the US. I mean, they have like gimmicky ones and they have a few around, and I think it will help the US uh, cinemas kind of keep ticking along a little bit, but throughout like Europe and Asia and Africa and Latin America and stuff, it just doesn't really exist in that same way because it just was never. I think our climates, you know, every country's got a different system and stuff of how it works. So I think it might be a shot in the arm for the US um, cinema to keep people going. And it will, it might help bring up those numbers for, you know, those theaters where you might go, oh yeah, we'll go watch Wonder Woman like that. I mean, there's been a the talk of like doing like open air cinemas here and doing them in parks and stuff, but no one, who's going to pay? You know, there's no way of stopping people from getting in and just walking along and sitting there watching it. I don't, I don't know. It's difficult. Yeah. And then you've also got the fact that, say, we've seen a lot of these video on demand movies doing very successfully. Um, the Trolls World Tour very famously made mm-hmm. more money on video on demand than the original Trolls movie made in theaters at all, uh, leading to that fun little, mm-hmm. you know, AMC boycotting uh universal movies going forward not for that specifically but because universal is like nope we're gonna we're gonna keep doing this and so that was fun but people are getting used to the idea of getting first run movies on video on demand day and date you pay a little bit of a premium for it but you can watch it under your own conditions and i think people appreciate that a lot i think we're in a weird situation now with like the theater owners are obviously you know they're scratching for their survival because you know they're all completely shut down some of them are starting to reopen and stuff but there's no big cinema releases for ages and it kind of i i feel like that speeding up of the process of for example how quickly something goes from cinema to digital digital to disney plus i they've already if they've talked in the past about how fast they need to speed things up to kind of get away from that know six to eight months from cinema release to disney plus they are they've said that they might have to speed that up a bit and i think this is gonna they've essentially already used up their free summer movies with frozen 2 onward and rise of skywalker they've already used them up so now they're instantly the rest of the year you know we would have had mulan dropping maybe around october november so it's like well will they just do that anyway three months later and do that to keep that Black Widow would have been dropping maybe December, you know, and now, now suddenly you're getting into the situation of like, they've you lost all of that, but it's going to be interesting to see how this all, at the minute, it's just good to, in some ways that Disney have got a big enough library, I think, to keep filling that in and maybe holding back some of that content has actually worked out for the best for them because they've still got some big, big key ones to play. Well, we know that they were holding them back not to get them on Disney Plus later in the year, but kind of holding out hope mm-hmm. that that they'll still be able to get uh, them into theaters and, mm. and make some of that money back. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. 2020, there's still a lot of time left in the year <laughs> and anything could happen between now and December. Yes. It's, it's it, everything just keeps moving. It's definitely, um, definitely an odd one. So moving on from there, speaking of that current situation, uh, the director of the Unices and Flora movie was, uh, speaking out this week about the fact of her working from home on the movie. They wanted to do some reshoots, but obviously they can't do that. They're still working on doing all the post-production from home. It's a lot trickier because they've got kids and pets and bad internet to kind of work around, but it's still all scheduled to come out when it's supposed to be out in the fall. Um, They're just having to be a little bit more sensible in terms of how they're using the shots, flipping images around, using, you know, where they would like, oh, I'd like to reshoot that. Now they're going, no, we're going to have to, twist it you know even the directors having to do temporary voiceover work to kind of put it in place so they can get the 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 real person to do the real job later on and i just thought it's very interesting the fact of the director being like hey we're still on schedule you know we don't want to put out a bad product but we can't delay we have to you know and i think you're going to see a lot of that and i suspect you know we've been seeing it like with the mandalorian stuff where it's like no you are hitting that date and if it means you're going to have to make some sacrifices and some changes you're going to have to do it because you've got no way of reshooting yeah, and I think this lack of reshooting is going to change the way movies and, and shows are done, at least in the foreseeable future for a while. Because uh, especially in the last, I want to say decade or so, uh, movie companies have become very reliant on being like, okay, we've got our original shoots uh, and we'll just fix whatever 
doesn't work later because you don't know what's yeah. not going to work most of the time. And, and you, you know, looking at Star Wars, every single one of the Star Wars movies, we got reports of, oh yeah, they've gone back and done like uh, another 20 hours of filming uh, Rogue One, Last Jedi, yeah. Solo, all that stuff. And it's like, well, that's actually just part of the process now. But, mm. but now you can't do that. Now yeah. you, so I mean, some of that, you kind of look at it and go, well, is that just maybe bad planning to begin with of them kind of not thinking, trying to rush it into getting it out and just do it. Oh, we'll worry about that later. We'll fix it later. We'll just redo it if it doesn't work. Whereas like at the minute, they're having to do so much more planning. And also there's going to be this other problem of scheduling because they're going to be like, well, well, you want to do a reshoot? Well, yeah, but we've got nowhere for you to reshoot. Everything, our books are, you know, our studios are jam-packed with movie after movie. You know, you've got your four-week slot and that's all you're getting. You can get back in, you know. But, you know, you think like with movies like Pixar and stuff like that, you know, you, there's a reason why you don't tend to see a lot of like deleted scenes in those movies because it is, they don't do those scenes until they're, until they're ready. Obviously with live action, with some of the like, maybe the cheaper TV, cheaper movies like Star Girl and stuff like that, it's easier for them to do it because there's no special effects so much. But I don't know, it's just going to be interesting how all that works and they are going to have to play a lot more smarter with their yeah, movies. And it- and it's not even just special effects. It's how the actors and actresses change. Um, fam- <laughs> like New Mutants. They're five years older. They're not even kids anymore. <laughs> they're five years older. And, and you know, famously, you've got uh, Justice League with yeah. uh, Henry Cavill you know, growing a mustache in between the original shoots and, yeah. and uh, the reshoots and them having to digitally remove the mustache because he couldn't shave it off because he yeah. was working on a different movie. And, you know, you get things like that all the time. Mm. So what's going to happen here uh, is either one of two things for a lot of these movies that have already shot and now aren't going to have reshoots. You're either going to have uh, a lot of very odd cuts where the directors just aren't going to be able to make it work. Uh, mm. and, and they'll try to cover it up as best they can. But you know what would have otherwise been a good movie now might become uh, more of a joke in some senses. Mm. But when you put very creative people in highly restricted situations, sometimes you can get some amazing results out of them. Uh, and the question will be, which will we get for some of these movies? You know, I just think it's just what the situation right now. It's like they did, they're obviously at a point where it's like, we have just got to just work with what we've got. And sometimes it, you know, it can make things better. Sometimes it's just like, well, that's just what it is. Get it out, move on to the next project. Cause you know, it's it's funny because see this a lot like for example like with following like how to do youtube videos and, so, and there's quite often this thing of spending so much time on the planning and the preparation that you you never get that movie that video done when in reality it's like do it learn it learn from your mistakes move on to the next one and that's kind of you can almost see like with some of these movies are going yeah you you've, you've got your slot you just have to got to whatever you've got you've got in the can maybe maybe they'll just start shooting more stuff just in case and extra shots and random shots and stuff just to kind of, you know, a bit I, of B-roll. <laughs> I was thinking more along the lines, we're going to see a lot more shots where you can't see the actors' mouths yeah. uh, so that they can go and redub stuff later. Cause yeah. that, that's one of the big ones is you want to, to, uh, we changed a little bit of the plot. Mm-hmm. So now we need a line where they mm-hmm. talk about this thing and you just need a, a shot where you're just like, oh, yeah, I think that's, okay. that's a great thing going on. And you just can't see the mouth so they can change it to whatever yeah. they want. And it was like, um, I think it was in prop, uh, prop culture. They had that scene where the girl ran up the stairs and we didn't know what you would have noticed at the time, but it was actually, it was it, in the movie, it was, it was the guy that was running up the stairs, but he'd already gone home. <laughs> so they just put, the, put the, he put, you know, and it's like, you would, you would never know. You just, it was that kind of thing of like, you wouldn't know who those legs were. <laughs> Why would you know? No, no. Uh, or you go to the original Home Alone movie where, um, the, I think it was the ugly girlfriend of mm. one of Kevin's older brothers was yeah. uh, was actually a a boy in a wig because yeah. they didn't want to because <laughs> they didn't want to destroy the self esteem of some girl by having her cast as the ugly one, uh, you know things like that. And uh, yeah. Was, uh, but yeah, you, you get very creative results out of these things, and it's fun going through behind the scenes stuff like prop mm. culture or just DVD extras. And every every once in a while, you get like this was an amazing shot and, and it was done in such a way. Why did you do it that way? Well, if we shot it a different way, you would have seen New York in the background. Yeah. And you're like, oh, 
it's not nearly there's as always, creative as I thought. There's always that thing of like when they go right here we are in New York City. Go, no, I can see the Toronto Sky Tower in the back. <laughs> yes, here is here is Jackie Chan in downtown in the Bronx yeah. with the Vancouver Mountain Range behind. Yes, <laughs> yeah. it is. You can do these things, right? So let's move on now onto our last topic. Um, obviously we had the new releases um this week. So we had Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, and. But the, the new Disney Plus original was It's a Dog's Life with Bill Farmer, a brand new, going to be dropping weekly 10-part episode where he's going to be basically going around seeing what dogs do and their jobs and stuff. But I want to hear, what did you think of this first episode? It was acceptable. I mean, it was, it was entertaining for what it was. Um, it was kind of fun to, to put a face to the voice of Goofy and Pluto because I'd, I'd never yeah. actually seen him before yeah. this. Uh, I don't think I'll be continuing on. I'm, I'm not no. really all that interested. If I want to see dog stuff, and granted, I yeah. do want to see dog stuff, there's much better stuff, even on Disney Plus, just, just on without YouTube. going through <laughs> yeah. yeah, YouTube. It, yeah, I kind of be honest. I watched this and I was like, oof. I got the, the first bit with the with the, the whales and the dog. I was like, okay, this is different. I've never seen this before. And and then it went to a ranch. And I'm like, okay. See, we have a TV show over here that's been running like for the 70s, um, which is a competition with Sheepdogs. Sheepdogs is like mainstream TV. <laughs> and, you know, we see it on Country File all the time. And it was a bit like, okay, uh, yeah, so it's a Sheepdog. Okay. And then it was like, and then I don't know what it was. They like went to a dentist and then they had a really bad Skype phone call that, uh, that kept juddering and moving around and stuff. And I was like, why surely this was filmed ages ago why have we got this really bad like like skype video was just randomly put into the end of the episode and this woman did, and i was like so I, I didn't really see i don't know i just i kind of watched it was like oh this is really just fluff scraping the barrel kind of tv series of like okay you couldn't even uh, and it's like even the presenter the guy doing it i'm like I found it really distracting with his voice when he was talking. I was just like, and like, you know, you're drifting off because it was, it was a bit boring. And I'm like, especially in the second half, I'm just like, I don't like this voice. It just, it doesn't, it doesn't work. It's uh, do it as goofy doing, a, doing an overlay of the, either do goofy doing the voiceover or don't do goofy. Yeah, this like weird, his accent, I don't know what it was. It, I just really just found it quite jarring with his, with, and just very average. Yeah, I mean, he did do the goofy voice a little bit when the sheep were coming out of the, the pen for the first time. You know, he, he did yeah. the goofy, go on, get out of here kind of thing. But otherwise, yeah, I found the voice a bit distracting because it's, it's not a traditional um, documentary voice. It's not a tradition. It's not the kind of voice you want for... Uh, getting a, a viewer engaged with it, uh, even yeah. compared to say like elephants from a couple of weeks yeah. ago, that that had oh that's, that's, yeah completely it's like it, night and day totally <laughs> different level. And, and it's like yeah it's really cool that he's the voice of Goofy and and other Disney characters, but that's not necessarily the right voice. And I think part of it though is this is very obviously aimed at a younger audience. This is you know even the the parts that we know about the sheepdog, the the whales and stuff like that, they don't do much more than a surface. Yeah. covering of it there's no scientific backing well this is why he can detect the smell of the whale this far out you know it's just no that's what he does it, it just seemed very strange of just like it's along the long lines of they were just handing out disney plus shows to everybody they met while they were walking around the lot and go do you want a disney plus show here's one <laughs> it's just like i'm like it's, it's like i know obviously some disney fans are like you know he's a legend and all the rest of it and it's like yeah but he's he's it's I've, he's never been on, you know, he's barely ever been on screen before and suddenly you've given him a 10-part series. I don't know if he might have helped with having a, a co-presenter, a little bit more established and running. I, I just thought I was watching, oh, this is just, just so filler. I was just like, if it was, if it was, a, if they had literally done a well poop and done all 10 episodes now, I don't think I would have, I would have carried on. And I don't think I probably will carry on because I was just like, I'm sorry, guys. This is just really, really, just, just not. It's, I, it's bland. It's bland. Yeah. Said so there's nothing actively wrong with it. I think a couple of people might get annoyed with the voice, but you, you just yeah. kind of get into it after a while. There's nothing wrong with it. 
it's just that there's much much better options even within just yeah. disney plus you, you don't have to leave disney plus to find better options if you want to talk about dogs and then if you add in netflix youtube yeah. uh etc there's just so many better things that you can go with it it won't be a bad thing to put in front of a kid um it's yeah. i think i think kids will find the first half of the first episode hilarious because they say the word poop like 30 times and, was, and we know what kids just doing eating, that. i was eating a sandwich and they just dropped it out a lot i was like this is not the best time to be eating a sandwich and it's like here is some well poop <laughs> no but you know kids are just gonna be giggling through the entire thing uh and, and that's and that's fine but but in some ways it's like would have it been better it has like each half just being its own short and then just dropping them like the a one day disney shorts right they kind of it almost feels like we had this idea and we realized that we need to put them into, into whole seasons rather than shorts because there's no continuity between them. And that third story just seemed like, Oh, we've kind of run out of, we haven't, we need to fill another two, three minutes up. It didn't seem to be any needed. Yeah. This was almost certainly a, a show that was going to be on Disney or Disney XD and they're like, nope, we're, we're bumping it over to Disney Plus, but they didn't make any allowances for the format change. So they, they yeah. stuck with the, we're doing the 30 minute format uh, and it will be 30 minutes or I think it ended yeah. up being like 22 or something. Something like 22 minutes. And yeah, which is, which is yeah. traditional length for a 30 minute show once you add the, the ads into yeah. it. I think it was the fact of when I did press the pause button uh, during the Sheepdog thing to check how much long was left. That was never, it was, no. how much longer have I got left of this? <laughs> That was, yeah, that's never, yeah, hitting the bar to say how much how much longer do I have to go in this episode <laughs> is almost always an indicator that you're like, oh, this is it. It might be there. There are occasions where you're like I need to check how long is it worth yeah. me going to the kitchen to to yeah. grab a drink real fast or can I just wait till the end? But more often than not, it's like how much longer do I have to sit through this thing? Yeah, yeah it, it was strange because I thought, well, you know, I like to watch all the originals, just, you know, and as many, at least the first episodes of most of these seasons that drop, just to kind of get a, a feel for them. And it was one of these ones again. Yeah, my gut it was telling me beforehand that this was, but um, you keep, it's like, you know, obviously like playing up on pre- presenting it as this dog thing and goofy and Pluto and it's cute dogs and it's cute dogs. It's like, but cute dogs can't sustain everybody for 25 minutes it's gonna have to be something more in it and like i said i think if i had it just been that first short and it ended on the well one i'd have been like okay it might have it would have well i mean it would have got a lot higher higher mark for me because of for that but that it just dragged as it went on and that third story was just unnecessary and like you said it was just very bland very very bland i'm not there's gonna be a lot of people going it was great it was fantastic it's like and it's not aimed at you. It's like, okay, but we didn't know that when we when you fire it up. You know, you, everything is mainstream until you fire it up. <laughs> and that's fine. If you watch this and you thought this was like the greatest dog documentary that you've seen in the last couple of years, then I'm absolutely mm-hmm. happy for you. I hope you enjoy the rest of the episodes. I hope that you mm-hmm. get a second season and you enjoy the second season. Not everything is for everybody. Mm. Uh, and that's perfectly fine. I think there is an audience for this. I think mm. especially a younger audience will be able to sit through these and and, this be, able to, and be able yeah. to enjoy. Ooh, the dog's doing the sheepdog thing. Ooh, the dog is, uh, mm. smells out these things. And hi, he did the goofy voice, things like that. Great. Mm. I, I think that's what they were aiming for. Yeah. And that's what they got. I think as well as like over here, we have a show called um, uh, it's, it's Paul O'Grady and um, Dogs. And it's at um, Battersby Dog sanctuary and he's there with the dogs and it's all funny and been running for year for years and it's a really funny show and we watch everyone you know it's like oh the dogs and all the rest of it and it's a really nice cute show and it works really well and i think uh, in some ways of that thing of like when there was that's a much better version of the same thing which <laughs> is like i was like and i like the idea of them going I, I thought the whole thing of them going and showing this dog sniffing out dog and um, whale poop i was like oh i didn't know they could do that that's really impressive and i was like okay and it might depend each week of where of where they're going but like i said i just found that voice i don't know if it, it was like yeah this was like we need to get past just fluff at this point and yeah for kids they might love it and i know some kids will probably enjoy it but i don't know how some of the kids are you know will will they drop off halfway through i don't know it's gonna gonna be interesting um 
I've did put up a, a question in the Facebook group today. So, because again, no cricket, it was crickets on this yesterday. Everything was about Maleficent when it dropped there. And I'm, and sometimes I do start going, Hmm, it's very telling when a, when there's no talk around a TV show of like, you know, will it hit the trending, you know, things like that. You will start seeing like, is there very much interest in this show? Because like prop culture, there's lots of people, Oh, it's a fantastic show and imagining story. And every now and again, you get like the high school musical one, but things like be our chef and a shop class. I mean, that was pure crickets. I don't think we hardly saw a single post about that. People just weren't, biting it and maybe that's why they have dropped this weekly run because they realize that it's not actually working i i think we've talked about this before i think that it really depends on what the show is and uh something like this with no continuous story between the various episodes or even the the parts within an episode you don't need to do it weekly there's no ooh the cliffhanger ending what's going to happen next question you know so just drop it all at once same with a big fib uh you know it I'm assuming there's no underlying story. It's no. it's game show, game show, game show, game show, yeah. game show. Something like the Mandalorian, Falcon, the Winter Soldier. There's there's a hook at the end of episode yeah. to make you want to watch the next episode, and it and it goes. Mm. Friday rolls around. I am watching the new episode of the Mandalorian. I'm watching the new episode of uh, the Ahsoka show or or whatever else you know pops in. But I'm I'm not sitting here going, oh, be our chef that I, I need to catch this week's episode. I will admit I have been watching Be Our Chef, but I normally, I, I watch the beginning to hear what the challenge is, and then I skip right to the end to see what the final preparations are. And that, those can be fun, but that, that's also not kind of the point of the show that I'm cutting no. an entire middle out. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. I think, I think it probably would have been better had they just dropped the whole season this week. And it's like, if you're going to do this, if you've done it for prop culture, big fib, and also into the unknown, why not do it for this one? It's just strange. But love to know your thoughts on it's um, the dog's life. You know, are we just being too grumpy um, people? Or, that just, or do you feel the same? We'd love to hear your thoughts. Go check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com. Like, follow, and subscribe on all the different platforms. And we shall see you guys in another video. Laters.